that, that right is there. the most important piece, I mm-hmm. think. Anyone can, if you take one thing away from this episode, forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. You're not giving the other person necessarily anything. You're freeing yourself from that that ick and that resentment and that anger. Yes, but we're like programmed to think that forgiveness is like a gift we're giving that person instead of ourselves. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Till the Wheels Fall Off. I'm Matt. I'm Paige. We're laughing at me. I love how you looked at the camera. Well, I'm trying to, we're on YouTube now and I have to acknowledge the fact that that thing's over there I or know, I'll forget. forget. Hey. It's tough to do. Yeah. Anyway, good. we are back from a trip to the land of the most glorious weather I've ever experienced this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's like 110 degrees here. And up there, it was like in the daytime, 72, perfectly blue skies, crisp air. In the evenings, it was like 55 degrees, which is like hoodie weather in the evenings. Mm-hmm. I'm on the record of saying this. Every, every night should require a hoodie. That should just be a thing. We wear hoodies anyway. Look. look we do, us. but we keep the house super cold to yeah, do we it. we do. <laughs> God needs to rework his plan about weather and just make sure that no matter where you are in the world, every night is 55 degrees yeah, and it's hoodie yeah, weather. Yeah. So you can have s'mores and campfires every night. Anyway, it was great. We got up. We got out of here. Eight expensive oysters. Why are oysters $3.50 a piece? Yeah. Can you imagine that? The first guy that found an oyster was like, what is this trash? Little did he know that one day someone would charge us $3 a pop for that little thing. Oh, good. They were delicious. We ate... I think we ate most of the seafood in the Atlantic last week. Yeah, for sure. We have a lot of mercury in our bodies right now. Man, it was so good, though. We ate, let me tell you, we ate oysters. We ate crab. We ate lobster. We ate pizza. Lobster. We ate ice cream. Did we eat ice cream? Yeah, remember? You don't remember? I don't. Okay, well, we did. You, All right. Well, it was a great trip. We ate a lot of yummy food. Your ice cream was blue. You remember it now? Super blue. No. Yeah. Where the hell did I eat blue ice cream? What are you even talking At about? At Ben and Jerry's up in, Ma- oh, in Maine. Oh, yeah. We went to Ben and Jerry's. It was like a marshmallow ice cream. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's all coming back to <laughs> totally. me now. I forgot we went to Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was amazing. It was amazing, man. Okay. Much needed. Yeah. And we're back to discuss... What listeners have requested from us, an episode on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I can't say it without thinking it. Do it. Forgiveness is <laughs> more than saying sorry. sorry. If you guys have ever seen the movie. Um, I think it's Just Friends. Just Friends. Yeah, it was Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and, and Anna and, Ferris. Yeah, I love her. She's so freaking hilarious. From the moment you said, I want to do an episode on forgiveness. I was reading your message and this started just been playing in my head for a week. And that's going to be in my head. So thanks, dear. I so as we that. talk about this, I'm trying my best not to go back there. Okay. And if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. But anyway, an episode on forgiveness, what forgiveness is, right. how to achieve it. Do people deserve it? Do you deserve it? How do you give it? What is it? So we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. I'm leaning on you heavy here. Okay. Because I'm the jerk that made you have to forgive. Therefore, this is your episode. Oh, forgive you, right? Yeah. Hey, 
I'm getting a look right now that she still has yet to do this. <laughs> no, I've totally forgiven you, but it's a huge process. So forgiveness is like, it's not what a lot of people think. You think that when you forgive somebody, you're like condoning their behavior and everything is peachy keen and you're supposed to let go and whatever. But forgiveness is totally different than that. Yeah. It's not this nice wrapped up little package of just like, we're cool. Let's go back to the way things were. Right. It is very situational. Situ situational totally okay you got yeah. it nailed that right man. right it's a five dollar word <laughs> I suck at vocabulary kiss my ass she actually doesn't <laughs> okay well this is just something that's like i i want people to understand that forgiveness just doesn't happen overnight it's not like a one-time event where you just like say okay i'm just gonna forgive somebody and everything is cool I mean, it really requires some like patience and empathy and actual self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. I think. Do that, you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. I think that when most people think about forgiveness, because I'm most people, I think, um, it's sort of like, uh, forget about it. Yeah. And you just move on. Right. And you sweep that under the rug and let's go about our business. Right. There are also times where you've been put into position where you might, quote unquote, forgive someone. Mm-hmm. And you can never really actually do it. Yeah. So there's it's it's dynamic. There's a lot of moving parts to this. As it pertains to our conversation, uh-huh. this came from a group of people that are dealing with a loved one, generally a partner. I think I don't think I'm out of line saying that. It's usually a partner of theirs. Yeah. Who has done them dirty multiple times? Has done them wrong. Yeah. Over the years, right. time and time again. Uh-huh. And they want to forgive. But they're not sure, A, if they should, mm-hmm. and B, how to go about it. And what does that mean moving forward? Yeah. And this is also for forgiving yourself as well. A lot of people in, in our group that have asked about this, they've had issues with forgiving themselves. Yeah. There's stuff that we've done that <clears throat> it's tough to forgive yourself for. Right. You hold on too like, tight. Like, oof, I'm never letting that go. You just live with the shame that goes along with it. Right. Which gets you stuck. Okay, so tell me what forgiveness is then. Okay. Like, what does healthy forgiveness look like? So letting go of anger and resentment towards someone who has wronged you, wronged you. That's like the whole point of forgiveness. You mm-hmm. want to let go of that anger. When you are not, when you haven't forgiven somebody, I was going to say something else and it did not pop out right in my mouth. I'm sorry. When you haven't forgiven somebody, you're usually pretty freaking angry, right? Like you're so mad at this person that you want them to feel pain. Yeah. This is the biatch of resentment. Resentment. Uh-huh. I've I've heard more, uh, you know, quirky things about resentment in my decade in AA than <laughs> you could ever imagine. But uh, resentment is like feeding a stray cat. I used to hate it when you said they that. go away when you stop feeding them. Yeah, resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. We can rationally say these things. I know. You have said that. That's why I'm like pausing because you know. know where I'm going. I know with where this. you're going. I'm leading you into this. Because I, I you teed have it up for literally you. told me to do this for 10 freaking years. Tell me why I was wrong in saying those things at the time. I wasn't ready to forgive somebody or f- forgive their issues because I thought I was condoning something. And the fact that this behavior was still happening. Yeah, I was going to say that too is that the it's a continual pattern of behaviors that never change. So it's hard to forgive somebody who's continually doing the same thing over and over again and hurting you. Forgive someone in the traditional sense that, that we're just like 
we're good. Shaking their hands. Hey, we're fine now. Right. Because that's Without what any I closure. thought forgiveness was. Yeah. But that's not what it is. So. So. <laughs> did you want me to say what else it is? I teed that up for you. We've been doing this for a minute now. Doing what? We've got 10,000 people that listen to this thing. We're not. <laughs> yeah. Go on, sis. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to say it's a process of healing and moving forward. It's acknowledging the pain caused by someone's actions. Yeah. It's empathizing with the person who wronged you. That's hard. Ooh. It's setting boundaries to protect yourself from further harm. It's releasing uncomfortable emotions and finding peace. It's taking responsibility for your own healing and happiness. And it's a gift to yourself. It's a gift you give yourself, not necessarily the other person. That right there. Yep. That, that right there. is the most important piece, I mm-hmm. think. Anyone can, if you take one thing away from this episode, forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. You're not giving the other person necessarily anything. You're freeing yourself from that, that ick and that resentment and that anger. Yes. But we're like programmed to think that forgiveness is like a gift we're giving that person instead of ourselves. Yeah. It's for you. Right. Not for them. Right. Not for them. Yeah. Like you make amends for other people, but letting go of resentment is for you. Yeah. So I'm going to say these things that forgiveness isn't so that you can see that this is not, there's a gray area with all of this. It's not all or nothing, black or white. You know, it's always a gray area. Can I say something yeah, no. real quick? Go for it. So before you get to what forgiveness isn't, I'm. let me just relate this back to this thing that I've worked through with, I don't know how many people over the years. Generally, when people have a drinking problem and addiction of some kind, it's tied to a lot of deep-seated resentment. Mm -hmm. And so we worked through a lot of this stuff in a list of resentments. Like, what makes you angry? What makes you tick? What do you stay mad at? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, when they feel that that feeling, that that anger and that that resentment, for lack of a better term, they want to go away. And so they numb. They take stuff to do it. Mm -hmm. Some of them are like very justified. Like, there are some people who have been physically or sexually abused. Right. There are some others where it's like, I hate the IRS. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, we all do. What are we going to do about that? You know, yeah. death and taxes, death and taxes, two guarantees in life. Uh, so, but they can eat away us in different ways. And the one thing that's, that I, I wanted to make the point of is that when these people are angry, when I was doing this stuff too, and I had my anger and resentment, the only person that really suffered was me. Yeah. You know, like I was drinking at things and drinking at people and yeah. I was trying to take it away, but who suffered me and my loved ones? Right. It's, it's a screwed up cycle. We put ourselves in. It's no different for the codependent. We get so normal into our anger. Like that's the only, it's comfortable to be in that anger. Isn't anger comfortable what, sometimes? It is because it's what you know. It's what you've normalized. It's like, that's your pattern of behavior and it's scary to get out of it because you don't know what it's like on the other side. Yeah, that's a you put it perfectly. There's such there's something so comforting about being in anger. Like for me, it was always a it felt like a familiar place for me for mm-hmm. some reason. Like I don't know if I was just wired that way from the get go, but I just always felt like like I was sharper when I was angry and like I was more in I control. had more purpose. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. You just said it. Like yes. felt like I had some semblance of control exactly when I was mad at people and I was doing things to spite other people mm-hmm. and it, like it. It kind of feels good in a way. Yeah. It's like a release. But, but it's, it's dangerous, man. Very dangerous because it gets worse and worse and worse. And then it becomes a very unhealthy outlet. All right. So I think that's, I think those, those, those were nice little subtext to that. So what, let's get what you were about to talk about, which is what is forgiveness not? 
Forgiveness isn't what? Um, ignoring or denying the harm caused by someone's actions. Oh man, that's deep. Let's, can we dig into that for just a second? Yeah. So when you forgive someone, you're not ignoring or denying yourself that these things happened. Yeah. That's powerful. Right. That's huge. Um, it's not a one-time event that erases the past. Mm-hmm. So what I said earlier, it's like, it's a process. It's not something that can be happened like that. It's not that simple. Um, excusing or justifying the harm caused by someone's actions. That's not what forgiveness is. Um, absolving the person of responsibility for their actions. Yeah. You're not doing that when you forgive, Mm-mm. but it feels why, like, why do it, we feel that way? I don't know. Why do we feel like when we forgive someone, we're just, it's, it's condoning. It's like we're condoning. It's kind of like, like that validation versus condoning it, thing. It's like, we're allowing them to win when we know we've been harmed. Oh yeah. It's like, you just won on me. Yeah. I just gave you that. Yeah. It's an ego thing. You, you get to chalk that one up on your little list of people that I've screwed over in life. And I'm that person. Yeah. Not on my watch, pal. Right. So also like, it's not allowing the person to continue to hurt you. Did I say that before? No, no, I did the other one because that was a big one. Allowing the person to continue to hurt you. Like you're not, this doesn't mean we're allowing this to happen. <laughs> it's all for you. It's not for the other person. Yeah. Um, relying on someone else to make things right for you. And then, like we said earlier, a gift you give to the person who wronged you. It's not your, it's the forgiveness is all about you. It's oh. almost, it's not selfish, but it is a very big form of self care. If What's you're forgiving. that? Forgiving, forgiving someone. someone. Yes. Oh, it's huge. Yes. It's vital, I yes. think, mm-hmm. to release yourself of that anger so that you can live in peace and you can live without that resentment that fuels the anger and the spite and the the thoughts. Like, I'm one of these people that um, I can have conversations in my head, like full blown conversations with someone. When I've been wronged by somebody, I can replay that tape yeah. and like, I will talk to myself. Like if you filmed me in my car, you would think that I'm insane. No, we all do that. That's okay. not, it's not that, just me here. No, no, that's not I went out a, on a limb. I was making sure. No, that's pretty normal. <laughs> okay. We all do that. We put these fake scenarios in our heads. Man, kind of, and I will fight with and, people and argue with yep. people and stand up for myself and yep. I will do all these things. But in that moment, like I'm angry. Like if you were to take my pulse, it's higher. Like I'm not, I'm not at peace. I'm not thinking about being present. I'm not thinking about what I need to do to be better today. I'm just freaking angry. Yeah. It's almost like an addiction in itself. Like exactly. It feels kind of good. Exactly. So when we forgive, it's for us. Yep. Just be selfish about it. It is yeah. self-care. Yes. It is self-care. All right. So I think that's that's huge. We've kind of distinguished what forgiveness actually is and mm-hmm. what it isn't. I think what it isn't is more powerful than what it actually is. Agreed. Because what it isn't really defines all the things, like the misnomers we have about forgiveness yeah. in itself. It's like... All these things you think it is, it's not, it's not, it's not just forgiving this person for like continued abuse. It's not forgiving them for allowing to continue to hurt. Exactly. It's not allowing them. It's not excusing or justifying. Right. Which I've always felt that way. Like, no, I am, I'm supposed to be mad right now. Yeah. I I deserve to be mad right now. I was treated poorly. Yeah. How dare you? I need to be angry. I don't want to forgive you. How dare you? I allow, allow that happen. Why would I let you win? Yeah. Like that. And like, we're sitting here bashing anger, like really bad. And like anger ain't all bad. Anger serves a purpose. Yeah. I think that it's a red flag. Yeah. Anger serves a purpose. It's, I mean, I think that all emotions are created equally. And so like, uh, I, I look at them all like they, they serve a purpose in me. So like when I'm angry, it's obvious that 
I've been harmed. Sometimes it's sometimes I'm in I'm I'm in the wrong and right. it's, it's my ego. But yeah. other times it's it's there to let me know that like someone's crossed a boundary that maybe I didn't even Boom. know existed. There you go. You know. Yep. So you it is important. It. it is important. But if you keep it around too long, it will just rot you from the inside. Yeah. Man, it's like it's terrible. So when it comes to forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, possibly the most difficult thing. And let me provide some context. So I'm thinking about the the way that I've worked through this myself and the way that I work other people through this when I'm working through the steps with them mm-hmm. and coaching them sobriety and whatnot. Um, there have been people that I've worked with who have been deeply harmed by others. And I, I say that because I've, 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 I can pretty much always find someone's part in a disagreement where they have a resentment. Um, like if you're resentful at the IRS, like that stupid example, yeah. uh, because you didn't file your taxes correctly, you're mad because you hid income. Like, come on, man, <laughs> you have a part in that. Yeah. What about when you're a child and you're abused? Yeah. You don't have a part in that. No. And so you sit there and your heart just breaks for this person because it's like, dude, they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. This person's just you know, revealing their soul and like what this has done to them. And in that moment, I'm like, the only part that you have in this is that you are now in your forties and this defines you and that you're not a survivor. You are still living in this. Mm -hmm. And so when we, when I worked through this stuff, how do you forgive something like that? How do you forgive someone that has gaslit you into insanity and stolen 10 years of your life? How do you forgive someone that's lied to your face? How do you forgive someone that's put your children in danger or your lives in danger? How do you forgive someone that's just, you know, done you wrong for years and years and years? So a way that I found effective is you have to separate the abuse from the abuser. Mm -hmm. So the abuse cannot be forgotten, nor do I think it should be forgotten. But the abuser is different. You can forgive an abuser and the way you do that is you have to look at someone who is causing abuse as someone who has deeply hurt themselves. Like the old saying, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. It's very much like that where you've got someone who is rather than looking at them as a monster who has just caused you harm. You have to think of that person as incredibly sick mm-hmm. and form some sort of empathy. Yes. Now in the situation where you've been sexually abused as a child, that's incredibly effing difficult. Right. That's incredibly difficult to know that this person is so sick that they would harm a child, but they're out there and these people are sick. You have to realize that normal people don't act this way. Sick people act this way. Sick people cause abuse. People who are deeply disturbed cause abuse. And in just maybe a glimmer of that, I can find some empathy sometimes Mm -hmm. just enough to say, I can forgive you, but I will never forgive the abuse, nor I'll forget it. And nor do I have to. You don't have to forgive the abuse. That's what boundaries are for. Right. Moving forward are rules of engagement for what it's like to be in a relationship with me. And I, I can see your face now. You're kind of reflecting on this stuff and like living through this. Like I would. How I, did you know? I know you, man. <laughs> Holy what are you talking crap. about? I'm sorry. Keep going. I know what you're going to say before you say it. We lived <laughs> together for like ever whole lives, like raised in a cage together, basically, you know, like. <laughs> 
quick break in the action to let you know about an exciting development in the Tufo universe. When we started this thing, we said we would never work with an advertiser or company unless it's something that we believed in and we already use. If you're looking for professional, affordable mental health care, look no further than Taylor Counseling Group, your trusted source for accessible therapy in Texas. Taylor Counseling Group believes that everyone deserves premium mental health care, regardless of their income level. That's why they offer reliable and affordable services at 12 locations across Texas. They've made affordability a priority. They are in network with most major insurance, and the standard private rate is only $100 per session, significantly lower than many other practices offering the same high-quality therapy. They believe that getting the help you need shouldn't drain your wallet. Scheduling an appointment is quick and easy with their convenient online booking tool. No complicated processes or long wait times. They value your time and ensure that you can access the care you deserve without any hassle. At Taylor Counseling Group, they believe in a personalized approach to therapy. The professionally trained counselors offer a diverse range of services, including individual counseling, couples counseling, family therapy, play therapy for children, and even specialized techniques like cognitive processing and existential psychotherapy. They're here to help you navigate life's challenges and develop a personalized treatment plan tailored to your unique goals. Taylor Counseling Group is your partner on the path to mental wellness. Experience professional, affordable care that puts you first. Visit their website, taylorcounselinggroup.com, or call them today to schedule an appointment and tell them Tufo Couple sent you. A link and phone number is going to be available in the show notes. And back to the action. But anyway... I would love for you to open up a little bit and talk about what we went through and what I put you through and how you were able to forgive or have you forgiven it all? I don't know. Like, have you forgiven it all? Yes, I have forgiven. I have forgiven you because you've changed your ways. That's the difference. You have been able to show me that you don't treat me how you treated me before. That's kind of different. So how it, it, if it, the hard part is forgiving people who are continually hurting you. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. So how, how do you do that? Well, I, I have some guides on that, but Heck yeah, <laughs> but for me personally, like within our situation, it did take a long time for me to forgive you. Um, but I, I just admired you for being open and honest and, and working on, what you've done to hurt me that you don't do that anymore. So yeah, I forgave you. I forgave you for the lies and the manipulation and all of it. And and as the abuser, I had to come to terms with the fact that I had done these things and make amends, proper amends, which is, you know, proper apology has three parts. Yeah. Three parts. Uh, what I did was wrong. I feel terribly that I've hurt you. And what can I do to make that right? And in our case, it was, living amends. It's like, there's nothing you can do to take back what you did. Like there's nothing you can do that will make me feel okay about putting our daughter in danger, taking her to drug dealers houses Mm -hmm. and driving drunk in the, with the family in the car. Like I can never make that right. But the one thing I could do is make a solemn oath to you to be better every single day and to make living amends for that damage. That's all you can do when you hurt someone that terribly. Yeah. It's a hard thing. Thank Um, you though. (laughs) Well, you're worth it. (laughs) You know, you are worth it, dear. (laughs) So separating abuse from the abuser does not mean that you excuse or justify their actions. And the 
it's just it means you're recognizing that people are incredibly complex and that the person who hurt you is dealing with their own struggles as well. Yep. And their own challenges. Mm-hmm. Their own difficulties. That's that's how you do it. And in that moment you will be able to find some glimmer of empathy. Yes. To say I can forgive that person. The mm-hmm. actions though I will not tolerate. Right. That's how you moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's that's it essentially draws your boundary for you. Yeah. Like I can forgive you, but this happens again. <laughs> You'd be kidding me, dude. Yeah. Like, I will cut you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh so if, if you're struggling to separate the abuse from the abuser, um, I mean legitimately, it may be helpful to seek the advice of a therapist or counselor, yep. coach, someone who's been through this before. Uh-huh. Cause it is every every issue like this is incredibly complex and no one can it may be tough for you. To just look at your situation with your own eyes and say, oh, that's, that's what you do. You yeah. maybe have to have a different set of eyes to look at that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So uh, when we're talking about like the how of this, mm-hmm. how in the world do you forgive someone who is continuing to hurt you or someone who has hurt you badly and has not really made that right? Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you cope with this? How do you deal with this stuff? Okay. So we actually have a guide on our website to help people um, go through this process. And I've, I've actually done something similar to this with some situations in my life. And it's been very beneficial because it helps you really look at the situation and different perspectives. So I'm just going to kind of go through this quickly. Um, oh, this is a thick guide. This thing's like thick, thick. I knew it was like, I think it's on a computer. You don't know what long. our guides look like. Damn. On honey, a computer. It doesn't seem as long. That. This happened to me earlier too. I printed out some emails to send, uh, letters out to the kids. And it was like, Four pages. I'm like, yeah. wow, on the computer doesn't seem that long. <laughs> okay. Well, the guide will give you a lot of information that we have discussed on the podcast. Tons but, of information. Um, first thing you're going to do is identify the person or situation that you need to forgive. So it could be a specific person who has wronged you or a situation that has caused you pain or trauma. It can also be an institution. People, places, things, nouns, any of those. Okay. Just saying, yeah, because there's some people like they're not mad necessarily at a person. They're, they're mad, mad at, like, at a whole like a group, a thing. It's, <laughs> I don't mean to make light of this, but we want to hear a funny one that was on mine. Insurance. You're stupid. Insurance. Oh, my God. They're the only people who are allowed to be racist, sexist, and See, ageist, and they call it risk. This is what I don't understand. You get so bent out of shape over the dumbest things, but like serious shit in our lives where it's like really affecting you. You're just like, oh, no, you know. Patriots, hell can grind an axe there. That's not true. I it get, is true. I get mad about those things and the dumb stuff. That's no, all. That's it's such bull. It's that's like the it dumb blows stuff. my mind. I guess that's where the yin and yang comes in, though, with us and where we kind of balance each other out because I deal with the heavy shit, HSP in me, I guess. Is that what it is? There is something to that. And I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but your depth of processing and your awareness of subtleties does play into the way that you feel and process and resent and feel anger for sure. I'm a dummy. You are not. Mm, thanks. I'm, I like how you am, saved that there. I am there. a simpleton. You are not. Well, a lot of the time. Your our, brain works a hell of a lot In our relationship, it's always been like, Paige, get over it. You, you know, you, like I said earlier, grind an ax. I still don't understand what the fuck that means, but you've said that to me in our relationship probably a hundred times. Do you not understand what that means? No. Okay. So like, think of like the old blacksmiths, you know, like the, Ding, yeah. Ding. Yeah. Those guys would grind an axe to sharpen it. Okay. And so as you're grinding the axe, you're sharpening it. You're thinking about who you're going to kill with it. 
You're like, oh yeah. Okay, I'm, so I'm that's gonna cut that's that bear's me. head off for stealing my food. I just think you misunderstand me when it comes to like resentment and things. It's like, no, I'm just not allowing people to, you know, step all over me. I'm not going to be a doormat anymore. And that's why I respect you. That's why I've always valued the way that you look at principles and values, and you're like, this, these are the rules, okay. <laughs> And you just stick by them. I hate my rules. Where I have these like sometimes flexible morals and I struggle with flexible that. Flexible morals. You it's are, like when you told me that my moral compass is too high. Too strong, man. Too sometimes, strong. Sometimes you got to cheat a little bit. Sometimes you got to cross the crosswalk when that little white uh, walking dude's not on the, the thing, you know? Like, no one's going to care. There's no one around here. Okay. I'm not going to give you shit. But I've forgiven you for all the shit and I still love you and I'm still here for you. And I'm like, you still live up to my values. So kiss my ass when you keep telling me that I grind an ax or whatever that I'll means. I'll quit saying it. Apparently this is a triggering <laughs> topic. I am sorry. Well, I told you this was a triggering topic. Yeah, she did. Going into this, she's like, get ready because I, well, I might snap. Okay. You. So you've tried to get me to do a forgiveness episode. God, since like the our, very beginning, like I in, think. from the very beginning. And I'm like, I'm not ready for that. I'm just going to be real with everybody. I'm not ready for that because it is a difficult topic. It's intense, me, man. For a lot of reasons. Um, but anyway, so I'll go back and let's go back into the steps because I got sorry. sidetracked here. I forgot like, how I did that. I'm sorry. I had this I had this gift about sidetracking. You. I did it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Anyway. Okay. So you're identifying the person or situation or place as Matt says. Um, next you're going to reflect on the harm that was caused. Like how has it impacted you? You know, write down your thoughts and feelings with no judgment or censorship. Like put it all Let on it paper. Out. Be honest with yourself about the pain and anger you may be feeling. Y'all, I've did this for years in my journal. My pain and my anger and my feelings ha- are all over a journal that I have in my room that I wrote probably a year straight, actually. And it may not make sense, but I was very open with how I felt on things. Hugely important. I mean, it really is. It's like it's cathartic when you're doing that stuff. It is. It's and how, don't hold back. It's how you process. Don't it. hold back. Have to feel it. Yep. All right. Next, you're going to practice empathy, which is what we've been talking about. You know, try to put yourself in the shoes of the person who hurt you and consider what may have motivated their actions. Were they struggling with their own pain or trauma? Were they acting out of fear or insecurity? You know, just look, try, I, I try to do that. And I try to put myself in other people's shoes all the time. It's yeah. almost a, a, it's almost, it almost goes too far for me, you know, and a curse yeah. where it's like, I'll put myself in the other person's shoes. Too much shoes empathy to, maybe. To where it's like, oh man, was I really wrong in this? Maybe they are right about this. And you know, I question everything and then I really lose myself because I'm putting myself into their shoes too much. Yeah. So there's a line. And it is like, so once again, separating the abuser from the abuse, write down what the abuse was in the pre- previous steps. So you can see that and you feel that and you remember that. And then you go to the abuser and like, this is a common one for a lot of people. Um, when it comes to parents, like, I mean, no one's parents are perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably the most common thing that people end up in therapy over is like their parents. Like, that's like the whole yeah. joke, right? Like right. When, when you mess with your kids, you're like that, that's going to cost me 20 years of therapy one day, mm. you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like when you mess with them and I'm not gonna anyway, that one. <laughs> so it's, it's a joke, but it, it, it's, it's not. So when you think about your parents, um, Remember, these are people too, and there's no telling what kind of upbringing they had to cause them 
to display the type of behavior that has led to you being in therapy just, or treatment. Just or remember, using this drugs. is not you condoning their behavior. This no, is literally no, 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 having no. empathy for somebody and just seeing Truly. where it might where they might have wronged you Truly. why like the, why the abuse isn't okay we're just no. trying to just to have some empathy because empathy is essential in order to forgive it is it is all right next you're going to write a le- letter to the person that you need to forgive and this is for your benefit no one sees this but you. it is not necessarily for the other person to see you're going to express your feelings about what happened how it impacted you and be clear and specific, but don't blame or attack. Just owning your feelings like this is how I felt when this happened. Right, right. State the facts and this is how I felt. Yes. Um, and then you're going to focus on forgiveness. So in the letter, express your willingness to forgive the person who hurt you. This doesn't mean that you forget what happened or uh, that you condone their actions. It simply just means that you're ready to let go of the anger and resentment and move forward with your life. That's the whole point and purpose of this. So you said something, you said a really crucial word in there. What? Willingness yep. is different than the action of actually forgiving. Right. And the process of becoming willing to forgive someone to actually forgiving someone can take quite some time. Oh, yeah. But just being willing to forgive them, just give yourself that. I'm willing to forgive. Yeah. That's so freeing and it's non-committal. You don't have to go out and do it necessarily, but being willing takes a huge burden off of your heart. And then time leads to the act of actually forgiving them. Yeah. Yep. So um, after that, you just take the time to reflect on the process. Um, reflect on your feelings. Yeah. And you may want to revisit this letter and make changes as you continue to work through your emotions. Yeah. Because things can change over time. This stuff's so complex. Mm-hmm. It's so complex. And if it's someone that you interact with on a regular basis, then it's going to change over time. Absolutely. Um, the guide on our website does, it's got a ton of good information here. I don't want to dissect every piece of it, but um, we've talked about boundaries before. And so when we talk about abuse, when we talk about needing to forgive someone, I think that sort of like this elephant in the room is like, what if this person like lives in my house with me and like they do this crap every day, mm-hmm. but I want to forgive them. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to live with this resentment. Mm-hmm. It's eating me away from the inside. How do I forgive that person? I think that you've got to start with boundaries. Yep. You have to start with boundaries or the, you're never going to get to the point where you're able to forgive because it's still ongoing abuse. Mm-hmm. Right. You give forgiveness happens when it stops, when the abuse stopped, when you've either put an end to it mm-hmm. or you've put a boundary up so firm that you're not, they're not able to touch you anymore. Exactly. Remember boundaries are for right you. There. Yep. They're not for the other person. They're for you. Forgiveness is also for you. Yep. These are self care tools. Yes. These aren't like bullets to use against somebody. Right. This is, this is how to save yourself, save your mind, save your peace, you know, get to the point where it's like, you can't afford the rent in my head. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, I'm evicting you from it. Yeah. Get out of my head. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not possible without boundaries. I think it's, we've got an episode on that. We've got guides on that as well. And they go hand in hand. Yes. Because I think that's the obvious question we're going to get is like, well, how do you forgive someone that still does this every day? And they're going to do it again tomorrow. Right. That's where you're putting your boundaries up and you can change that. I think you can still do a piece of this thing. I think you can still find the empathy piece of it. Yep. But you don't have to tolerate it. That's it's very up to you. similar to detaching with love as well. Yes, it is. Yeah, a lot it of these all, concepts all are of so the, they fluid. all go in the same 
bucket sort of realm. Yeah. Yes. And I, we really didn't touch on how to forgive yourself and things. And I think this is all very, it's very similar process. I mean, it is, it is like when you look at, okay, forgiving myself, what did I do? What did I do to myself? What did I do to other people that I can't forgive myself for? Mm -hmm. And I think that that empathy piece, um, you have to look at who, who that, who that person was in that moment when that, when that happened. Well, speak for yourself. What is your experience with um, forgiveness of yourself? It's been really tough. Like when I really, so I thought about this. I was like, have I forgiven myself? Like, remember we had this conversation the other day. I'm like, God, man, have I actually? Um, I think in some ways I have never forgiven myself for the actual actions. Like when I think about them, I cringe. Like it makes me want to cry thinking about the shit that I did, but like, am I able to forgive myself in that moment? Yeah, because that was a really sick person who had a lot of pain they hadn't processed or dealt with. And I have empathy for that. Mm-hmm. I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. But the actions, no. Like, how can you, you know? So in some ways, I think I've forgiven myself because I was able to understand that time in my life that I was incredibly sick and I was dealing with a lot of really difficult stuff. I just didn't know how I did. No one taught me how to deal with this stuff. You know, I wasn't like, I didn't have people around me, like telling me like, here's how you deal with anger. Here's how you deal with sadness. Here's how you deal with depression. Like I didn't have that. So I can have empathy for that guy. And I, I can deal with that. Like I can understand that I've met people the same way who don't mean to hurt other people, but you do. Because you were really sick in the moment. Like, well, I'm not a bad person. I'm just a sick person. And that's how I was able to forgive myself. But I've never forgiven. And I don't think I'll ever forgive myself Like for the specific actions like that. Nah, probably not. That's deep, baby. I've forgiven you for your stuff. <sighs> I mean, I appreciate that. And like, I'm extremely grateful for it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but that, that sh- never should have happened. Yeah, I understand it's tough, man. And coming from an abuser, like I hope that someone listening can hear this and like, I hope that one day you get this from your abuser. I do. Like, I hope I'm not, I'm not like tooting my own horn over here. Like I'm not like proud of myself for this. I just hope one day you get the closure that the person that has harmed you truly wants to be different and they want to make right by you and they respect you enough to do that. And, and if they don't, then We've got, you know, we've got options there too, but I I hope that everyone gets that. Like I, I think if there's any gift I can give my family, it's that, it's that, it's that like, man, I really, 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 really am sorry for doing that. And you're living amends. Yeah. I'm living amends every single day. You know, that's, that's what I'm after now. It's, it's incredibly tough to think about the stuff that you did and like, no man. And I don't think I should forgive myself for that stuff because if I do like, lest I forget and do it again. You know, like I need to keep that crap fresh sometimes. Yeah, there's like, a gray area there. Remind myself of the stuff that happened. And right, right. It's important. Right. But anyway, I think that's. Thank you for sharing that. It's tough. Um, thank you for asking. I think it's something I've never really, really explored like out loud. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving you space. Honey. Okay. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that today. June 26th is Paige's birthday (laughs) and real quick, funny story, story time. So this, this is like, um, five years ago or something. It's about five years ago. This happened, right? You probably know exactly. Probably about five years ago. About five years ago, y'all. 
Um, like we're super close and like great relationship and everything. And like, I am such a creature of habit. Like I wake up every morning about four and I go to the gym and like, I do the same things. Like I go get my coffee. I, I sit there and I scan the news, um, three cups of coffee. I'm out the door. And on June 26th, like 2018, I got up and I did this and I left the house and you were up at the time. Yeah, I was you were, up. You were up and she didn't say a word to me. She didn't give me a look, like nothing. I just like kissed her, happy, smiled, like walked out the door. And I got about 10 minutes down the road. And I think I forgot my phone or uh-huh. something. And I came back in the house and she she sees the door open up and she like lights up and she sees me. And I'm like, I forgot my phone. And she just looks at me and didn't say an effing word. Just looked at me. Smiled and kind of goes, okay. okay. <laughs> I get back to the office and I sit down at my desk and I open my, my computer and it, windows. It's, mm-hmm. it's it like the- Tuesday, May or, or June 26th. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about like wanting to scream vomit in that moment, <laughs> <laughs> like just feeling so disgusted with yourself and like. I don't forget things like that, especially with you, but it just happened. So today, anyway, get to this point of the story today, I woke up and I had a really hectic morning because we're coming off vacation. I'm like kind of out of routine and um, I, I I played it kind of. So woke up. She was still asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets up and she goes in the bathroom to freshen up and stuff like that. And I just kind of wait outside on the other side of the door and I'm sitting there and I go, all right, I'm out of here. I love you. Bye. And you just go, I love you too. And then I walked around the corner and I just waited and I just waited and I waited and I waited. And then I was like, oh crap, like this is going to be one of those jokes that turns into like a really painful moment for you when you, when you turn the corner crying. She sat there for like 10 minutes, y'all, because I guess she was just resolute at the fact that I'd forgotten again. I did. But I, I sat like, there. I had a feeling it was going to happen. And she turned the corner. I go, happy birthday. And she was not effing amused. She was like, <laughs> I was pretty sure you forgot again. And like, just very like resolute in the fact that like, yeah, you're a POS and you would do that. And I was like, damn. <laughs> All right. It was a one time deal, but okay. So yeah, I've got reminders that buzz on my phone now and let me know like off the bat, like, hey, it's your wife's birthday, dude. Don't forget. <sighs> so anyway, happy birthday. Thanks, I love you. babe. <laughs> I am. I think everyone that knows you and everyone that hears you and listens to you and interacts with you is better for it. You're an amazing person. Thanks, babe. Happy birthday. Thank you. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got. Yes. Um, those guys we mentioned, by the way, you can find those at www.tufo.com. That's T-W-F-O.com. And there you can also find um, plenty of other guides. You can find links to our social media accounts that we keep pretty fed. Uh, Paige has been pretty lit on TikTok lately, actually. Yeah. She's figuring this thing out in mm-hmm. some great interactions, some great questions, and by which we will have a fun episode coming mm-hmm. soon. I forgot about that. An ep- extra episode this week coming out on Friday yes. where we will answer listener and engagement questions. People have asked us questions about dealing with a number of things via TikTok. So if you're not checking us out there, check us out there, interact with us. Uh, so be looking forward to that one. I think that's all we've got. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a good episode. I really enjoyed this one. It was awesome. It was, it was good. It's it's been a long time in the making this episode, but I'm, I'm glad we did it. Okay. Well, until next time, I am Matt. I'm Paige, and we'll see you. Bye.